the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So we spent a fair amount of time, a whole entire two segments from 1130 to noon, talking about the massive diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts at Ohio State. We gave you some of the questions about diversity, equity, and inclusion that they ask in interviews if you would like to be a nuclear scientist at Ohio State, uh, get into the school, or be a faculty member at the school. Uh, Here's a question they might ask you. How do you affirm and engage diverse perspectives in your work? Tell me about an instance where you adopted your you adapted your approach in order to work more effectively with students who have identities that are different from yours. I just give the right answers. No, sorry, can't have you. Well, uh, what that leads to is a situation like what occurred yesterday at the White House. And I'm sorry to tell you this, ladies. But you are going to have to step up your game because once again, the Biden administration has awarded a biological man an award for courage in honor of International Women's Day. That's right. They honored women yesterday at the White House as examples of international courage and one of the women honored for her display of international courage was a guy. Alba Rueda would tell you that he's not a guy because he identifies as a woman. Uh, He is Argentina's special envoy for sexual orientation and gender identity and the country's first trans-identifying politician to hold a senior governmental position, thus qualified to win an award for courage on international Woman's Day. What is the award meant to symbolize? Well, it is meant for, and I quote, extraordinary women from around the world who are working to build a brighter future for all. Extraordinary women. But Alba Rueda is a man. Biologically, chemically, every single way, Alba Rueda is a man except outwardly. Because Albert Rueda, Alba Rueda uh, wears a dress, and trust me, there is no mistaking Alba Rueda for a female, no matter how he is dressed. Because I'm looking at a picture of him right now, and I see an Adam's apple, and huge shoulder. This, this person makes Anthony Blinken, the Secretary of State, look like uh, a runt compared to Alba So there you go. Diversity, equity, and inclusion at work in our Department of National Intelligence. Averill Haynes, who Joe Biden appointed National Intelligence Director, issued her annual National Threat Assessment on Wednesday. 
This is kind of important, right? We are a nation. We'd prefer not to be overtaken by a foreign entity. We would be uh, desirous of not being caught by some catastrophic event that we don't see coming. What is the top priority in Averill Haynes, Director of National Intelligence, annual report? Well, her national threat assessment mentions climate 26 times, but terrorist and terrorism only 14 times. Uh, There you go. That is your diversity, equity, and inclusion in action in our Department of National Intelligence. I spent a half an hour articulating how woke Ohio State is and continues to endeavor to be. Of course, Ohio State fancies itself the Harvard on the Olentangy. At the real Harvard, a group of students are calling for the school's Winthrop House to be renamed. They have launched a petition. Ooh. And they've held a protest to lobby campus leaders to comply with their demands. Uh, Winthrop House is one of 12 residential houses for undergrads at Harvard. It is named after John Winthrop, the first governor of Massachusetts, and his great-grandson, who was a former Harvard president. But they both own slaves. And so the student protesters have argued that because they supported slavery, their name should be wiped from campus. I wonder, I wonder, let's assume that they go along with this little game they're playing at Harvard. And they rename the building after somebody who is, uh, you know, to be extolled and honored by today's standards. Will we, hopefully sooner than 20 years from now, but maybe 50, 60, 70, 80 years from now, will we come back and rename that building after the woke person who conforms to today's standards because... Back in the day, they endorsed the extermination of children in the womb, <clears throat> which is decidedly worse, decidedly worse than slavery. Not that slavery is not terrible. Slavery is awful, horrendous, unacceptable. But it, at least you get to live. At least you at some point get to experience some degree of happiness and fulfillment amid your awful, intolerable persecution. At least you weren't ripped limb from limb. Does not happen with babies in the womb. Uh, Jill is our uh, next caller. Jill calling from Alabama, 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. Hello, Jill. Hey, how are you, Bruce? Are you there, Jill? Hello. Hello. Jill, can you hear me? I can hear you. you. Hello, Bruce. She must have dropped. We're big in Alabama. We've gotten a couple calls from Alabama. More woke headlines. New York City is spending $10 million a day to house feed illegal immigrants. The city's emergency management commissioner disclosed the high cost during a city council meeting where he said that the Department of Homeless Services and Health spent on average $363 per day for a single illegal migrant's shelter and food. $363 a day per migrant. There are 30,000 illegal immigrants. You know this came from a conservative site because if it came from the New York Times, they would never in a million years call them illegal migrants. They are currently housed in the city's taxpayer-funded facilities, also known as luxury hotels. 
Now we think we've corrected our audio issues with Jill in Alabama. Hello, Jill. Hello. How are you there? Hello, Jill. Uh, hello, okay, Bruce. We've not corrected our audio issues. Now, you might have heard the story from a couple of months ago where we had a six-year-old boy in Virginia who took a gun to school and shot his teacher. What will happen to him legally? Nothing. Nothing will happen. The city prosecutor has ruled that he will not seek charges against the young boy. Diversity, equity, and inclusion in order? Uh, In action? I don't know. The teacher is white. The boy is black. Can you imagine if it was a white boy who shot a black teacher that no charges would be brought? It is sad that we have to ask that question because we should be at a point where justice is blind. But those are the races of the people involved, and I think you and I both know that that would not be the case if the races were reversed. He said the prospect, the prosecutor said, the prospect that a six-year-old could stand trial is problematic because the child would not have competency to understand the legal system and what a charge means or adequately assist an attorney. I find it hard to believe that a six-year-old doesn't know that shooting someone is wrong. If that is his mindset, then his parents have done an egregious job or whoever has raised him has done an egregious job. But, you know, I don't rule out the possibility that that could be true because of the way we are desensitized to violence by virtually every aspect of our society, by our entertainment options, by video games. I do think it's possible, but I also think you cannot allow someone to shoot a teacher. So at the very least, you'd be confined to juvenile services for a while. The boy shot the 25-year-old teacher with a handgun owned by his mother as the teacher taught class at the elementary school. Police said the boy's mother purchased the gun legally, and the family said the gun had been secured in the mother's closet on a shelf well over six feet high with a trigger lock that required a key. Well, something amiss happened. Yes, kids can find ladders and get up to top shelves. How he got the trigger lock disabled, I'll never know. All right, third time's the charm, I am told, on uh, Jill from Alabama. Had a thought on our conversation throughout the show today on diversity, equity, and inclusion. Jill, are you there? I am there. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Thank you for the call. Yay! (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Let me tell you, I was um, part of Title IX's original um, usefulness. I, I was an athlete. In high school, mm-hmm. um, there were no scholarships being given to women athletes at the time. They were just starting. Mm-hmm. I got the first athletic scholarship given to a woman at the University of Cincinnati. Nice. Thank you. Um, went on to become a four-time All-American, qualified for the 84 Olympic trials, later qualified for the 92 Olympic trials, um, and just missed making the Olympic team by a few points. Um, these men, we are once again competing with men in our sports they are eliminating women they yeah. can't even define a woman yeah um i'm just so disgusted and title nine was rewritten from what i can understand and what i've researched in 2022 by the biden administration to include mm-hmm. transgenderism yes correct so 
Yeah, okay. So, you know, that was that was not the purpose of Title IX. No, it was not. Um, Title IX 50 years ago was created to force schools to offer equal opportunities to women, not just in sports, but that's where most people identify it. And, you know, Jill, I'm correct. I'm involved in this for more than, um, you know, this past bastardization of what Title IX was supposed to be. I go back to when gender equity became a thing in athletic conferences around the nation and schools had to start balancing their athletic scholarship offerings, 60% men, 40% women. And the people leading that fight were people like Donna Lopiano at the University of Texas, Billie Jean King, Mm -hmm. on and on and on. Where are those women now protecting the opportunities for women? Right. Exactly. I mean, there is just crickets from, you know, the women's livers and the women fighting for equal rights. You know, I mean, my mom was a suffragist. Um, You know, she. She never misses a vote, um, and she's she's going on 94. Um, it, it's the things, it, the last 40 years, what I have watched, um, it, it, it just it just saddens me. And you know it saddens me for my grandchildren. Sure. Um, I don't care what you do in your private life. I do care when it affects my family and my, and my grandchildren's and my granddaughter's opportunities. Yeah, well, thank you for the call, Jill. I appreciate it very much. I share your concern because I have three daughters. All three are athletes. I'm married an athlete, a college athlete. Um, so I get it, and I'm fighting. And as I've said, we're never going to give up this fight. We're never going give to give in on this. Uh, right now, no. the uh, Ohio High School Athletic Association is staging its girls' state basketball tournament, and this event will be ruined if the OHSAA acts on its current policies, should there be a male who identifies as female who wants to play basketball, that male, if they have any athletic ability at all, any size, any speed at all, which would be of average measure for his comparable to other boys playing boys basketball, he will be a star in girls' basketball. He could unfairly tilt the outcome of girls' basketball in the state of Ohio or any other sport that girls play in Ohio. And if the Ohio High School Athletic Association persists in this utter nonsense, lunacy, and affront to truth and logic, it will grease the skids to its own demise because I can promise you There will be a rival organization that will start, and schools, particularly in small communities, will gravitate to that organization because you are not going to have communities like my hometown of West Liberty, Fort Loramie, DeGraff, Marion Local, Coldwater, St. Henry. You are not going to have people in those communities on board with boys playing girls' sports. That will not happen. It might happen at your big Division I schools, like Olin, like the Olentangy schools, which, by the way, shout out to uh, Anthony Kalo and the Olentangy Orange Pioneers on their victory last night in the Division I boys' state semifinals. Uh, good luck tonight to Pickerington Central's girls. They're playing in the state basketball tournament tonight. But the big suburban, the big uh, urban schools, they will have to fight that fight hard internally. That will not be an internal fight. That will not be a fight at all. That will be a 
a five-second conversation at small schools like Jackson Center and Rushi. That will be a small, quick conversation. Do you want to be part of an organization that's going to allow boys to play girls' sports, or do you want to be part of an organization that is not going to allow boys to play girls' sports? And the OHSA will drop half of its membership overnight, maybe more than half its membership overnight. And those are policies the OHSA is committed to right now, and they are hoping against hope that nobody, A, knows those policies exist, or B, exercises the leeway in those policies. I like the individual people at the Ohio High School Athletic Association. I do not know where their allegiance to this utter nonsense and affront to common sense and truth is based But whoever is foisting this upon them is giving them advice that will lead to the extermination of their organization if this plays out according to the bylaws under which they currently operate. And I'd be more than willing to have that conversation with any of them anytime. But I know reality. I know common sense. I know rural Ohio. I know how people think. And trust me, these small communities are not going to be a part of seeing their girls' sports, which they galvanize around tonight, for instance. Uh, the Tri-Village Patriots play in the Division Four girls' basketball state semifinals. Tri-Village is, a small, is, is three small towns. Um, New Madison is one of them. Regrettably, I can't name the other two. But I watched the Tri-Village boys play last night. The crowd tonight, because it's a state tournament game, not a regional semifinal game like last night's, the crowd tonight supporting the Tri-Village girls will be larger than the crowd last night. It's not a fact that, oh, it's girls sports, nobody cares. (laughs) If you think that, you are wrong. If you think that, beyond the sports realm, that parents, and like our caller Jill from Alabama just said, if you think parents and grandparents are going to give up on this. And I can answer my own question. I asked her, where are the women's sports advocates on this? They are cowering in the corner because they live in, not fear, in terror of the LGBTQ lobby. And the reason why they live in fear of them is because many of them are represented by the L in the Alphabet Mafia acronym. And so they cannot, they think, speak out against another letter, the T, in that, why can't I think of the acronym? They feel like they cannot speak out against it. Thankfully, some are courageous enough to do so. Martina Navratilova is one who is courageous enough to do so. You are not being untrue to your tribe, whatever it is, L, G, or B, if you reject the lunacy of the T being part of your organization. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.